Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. I want to welcome you to the Equip podcast brought to you by Arise Ministries. I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder, and today I have with me Kim Heineke, Director of Operations for Arise. If you're new to the Equip podcast by Arise, welcome. We are excited to bring you tools for navigating real life, and we invite you to continue following the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Today, we want to explore a subject that can be a very, very painful situation. In fact, I've put off talking about this topic because (laughs) it's just a difficult issue, I'm saying. It is. But with so many requests that we've had from people, we thought it was time that we should address this matter. So, friend, take a deep breath because, well, it's finally happened. Your child has announced that he or she wants to live with their former with your former husband. And while this news really might not be a complete surprise, actually the announcement for many is rarely welcomed. In fact, the custodial parent, well, the custodial parent often feels, I don't know, a tremendous amount of rejection, fear, or even angry at the thought of such a thing. I mean, after all, it's hard not to feel brokenhearted when your child tells you he or she doesn't want to live with you anymore. And I might add, in some cases, the custodial parent thinks it would be a great idea, which can certainly help in dealing with all the complexity of the emotions as well. But nonetheless, what's a parent to do? How can they continue to nurture the relationship with the child when arrangements in custody might very well change? Well, today, we will discuss as honestly, just and as biblically as we can, a few do's and don'ts in handling this delicate situation, and ultimately, we'll be reminded prayerfully that God is with us in every struggle and heartache as parents. Aren't you glad? Hmm. We can take heart in that unchanging truth, and for that, we're so thankful. So, Kim, are you ready to somewhat address this issue? (laughs) We'll do the best we can. Uh, We will, (laughs) and I know what we have to say won't meet everybody's needs. This is a generic, just generic helicopter flight over the issue, and hopefully you'll glean something from it. But, Kim, let me start off by asking you, did you ever have to deal with the possibility of your boys going to live with your former husband? I did, and let me just take one little step back and say one of the reasons I think we've put this off for so long is because we know that the answers that we're going to give aren't going to satisfy everybody sure and they're um they're not even going to be fun to hear yeah they're going to be like well I'm not going to listen to you anymore (laughs) I'm done with you so you're not the boss of me right right (laughs) so let me say up front as you're listening to this just continue to listen because I feel like the Lord would have a word for you. So don't turn it off as soon as we say something that you think, well, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, no way am I doing that. You mm-hmm. live in a different life now. So, yeah. <laughs> so let, let me, now let me answer your question. Yes, I did have to deal with that possibility. My sons were two years old and six weeks old when my husband left. So they were very young then. And honestly, he was not going to take on, I, I mean, He's not a terrible person, but he was not going to take on an infant. That wouldn't have fit his lifestyle. So I didn't worry about it in the beginning, but as they grew up a little bit, there were times that they would say, well, I just think I want to go live with Dad. Mm -hmm. And it was most of the time during situations where it was heated or we were not getting along Mm -hmm. or they were not. They were not loving the parenting. They wanted more freedom. They wanted more freedom. Yeah, it was more whenever they were young, you know, preteen and teenage, those things would come up. 
So I would say, like, first of all, as you're thinking about this, stop and ask yourself, in what situation is it that the kids are even saying that? Because never, ever were we having this wonderful family time, and they would stop and say, you know, I think I want to go live with Dad. Yeah, thanks for the steak dinner. Can I go live with Dad? Yeah, Yeah. we just had a wonderful Christmas or a great vacation or just a good laugh around the table. How about I leave all this and go live with Dad? Mm -hmm. So I often had to stop and say to myself, all right, consider the context Mm -hmm. in which they're even saying it. But, Mm -hmm. yes, I did – I did have to deal with that a number of times. They never said it at the same time, mm-hmm. but they each said it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as for me, my mine didn't when they were young. And then when I after I remarried, um, then it became an issue for one, and it didn't work out because their dad traveled a lot. So it, I haven't had to face some of the hard things that you have, but I'm – I know what I'm talking about today, and I, and I know what I'm saying is true. So I guess that's really all that matters. That's so, what's true. <laughs> anyway, so it is hard to swallow, you know, when you hear that. So, But let's just nail it down. Kim, why is it hard to swallow? Well, it's hard. For me, I'll tell you personally, for me, it was hard for a couple of reasons. First of all, I felt like I'm losing them, and mm-hmm. I'm already alone as it is. Mm-hmm. And then I've got these two little people that depend on me, and now they don't even want to live with me, mm-hmm. or, or one at a time doesn't even want to live with me. So the enemy kind of swoops in mm-hmm. and says to you, do you see how unlovable you are? Mm-hmm. Your husband left you. And, and I realize that people listening, that may not be your situation. But your husband left you, and now your kids are going to leave mm-hmm. you because that's how unworthy and unlovable you are. So I had all this fear. I also feared, like, if I let them go and live with him, they're never coming back. They're going to be strung out on drugs. They're going to be like, you just go from zero to juvenile detention in no time. Mm -hmm. You just think of all these things. And I felt like I was letting go of control. I know now that was control I never even had. Mm -hmm. But I did fear those things. Or this is embarrassing to admit and really immature. But I felt like if they went to live with their dad, somehow he beat me. He won. Mm-hmm. It was like the final blow. He really mm-hmm. stuck it mm-hmm. to me that mm-hmm. time, yeah, right. which is so embarrassed. Like, I realize how immature sure, that is. Sure, sure. But when you're hurting, when, you, when you're when you a brand-new single mom, or, or even you've been a single mom for years, there is just that tremendous fear of losing the child. You've nurtured them. You've done this. You're the one. And then all of a sudden, you feel like you're losing them. And we're going to talk about that in a moment because you are not. But I know that initially is the way you feel. So I mean, and you also feel like there's some real valid fears there too Mm -hmm. you may feel like this is not the best best, environment for them so while while there were some irrational fears there were also some very real concerns that that I should have had like this may not be the best environment for them it's maybe it's not I'm not saying this was true in my case maybe it's not the safest maybe it's not you know the healthiest or, or whatever it be might be so there are valid concerns whenever that happens. It's not always irrational fear for a Absolutely. Mom. And if you're listening today and you're one of those people and you don't want your child to go living with the other because he's, you know, maybe maybe doesn't have the same values you have, you know, live the same way you live, you don't want them to watch the same movies he does, I don't know, there could be so many things, then, then hopefully some of the things we're about to say will be helpful for right. you in making a decision on how you move through this. So we want to make sure we say that. You know, I can't help but think of a child psychologist I read on the Internet the other day said it's important to take ourselves out of the picture the best we can and then calmly focus on what's best for the child. And you may know it's not best <laughs> for the child. And, and then on the other hand, it, you may be wrestling with it. So we understand that. So, Kim, let's talk about some do's and don'ts okay. when dealing with this possibility 
Um, so I guess let's start with the don'ts first. Let's do, start the negatives, then we can move to the positives. So we can end this podcast and you feel good. That's so, right, because <laughs> most of us have done all the don'ts. Yes, we have, <laughs> and we can talk about the don'ts because uh, we – listen – Anytime you're listening to a podcast with Kim and me, the reason why we know why we're talking about it is because we've done it wrong right. in many cases. And so we've learned, and maybe we're still doing, needing to learn, but we're learning together, okay? That's right. So some of the don'ts. Um, I'll just start off with the first one. I'll just throw it out there that the, it's a natural reaction to want to make them, you know, feel guilty or say, mm-hmm. why would you want to go live with him? Don't you remember what all this or that or, or to throw out all the negatives as a, as a way to – and then – Ultimately, what that does, it does not help. That right. really that really promulgates uh, more than anything um, the fact that they feel that they don't feel guilty that they want to go live with him. It almost feuds the the argument in their heart. But you're making the kid feel like, oh, something's wrong with me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I'm choosing. You know, and it's not even that they're choosing one over the other. Mm-hmm. That's that's like asking your kids. You know. It's like your kids asking you, like, which of us do you love most? Mm-hmm. It's it's not a choice. You love them both, both differently, and a child is the same way. Mm-hmm. You're you. We can't put that on them to to Pick. have to choose mom or dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we make them feel guilty, that's what we're. They can't sort through those feelings. Sure. That's what they're feeling. Like I have to pick one. Sure. To love one is to hate the other. Yes, and we can't do that to them. We can't. And you know what I've said it before that. Every child has within them an infrastructure that I don't care how how bad their father is or whatever or how bad sometimes you feel. It doesn't really matter. There is an infrastructure in there placed by God that they want to love both parents if possible. And it, I think it's our job as moms to protect them in that, to make sure they're, they're put in a safe situation that they can receive that love from both children, from both parents, but to be realize that they this is a, an inside desire, born desire from them. And if we keep that from them or, or uh, withhold it from them, it will boomerang someday. Yep. I promise it will. So something else, we just need to be careful. We don't clam up when refuse to talk about it, avoiding the conversation. Well, we'll just talk about this when you turn 18, or we're just not going to talk about that. Um, right. Because that that that's not what you want to do either. You just want to calmly say, well, you know what, we're, we can revisit that. We can talk about that or if that fits your situation so um nor do you want to rush to judgment either like mm-hmm. you just said so that's important for them to take in account as well so an, another one is don't take it personal that is so hard mm-hmm. when a child says well maybe i just want to go live with dad like we cannot take that personal they aren't always think now sometimes they are they're thinking i don't like how you do it here I don't like your rules and your boundaries and all that, so I'm just going to break out of here and go live with Dad. But sometimes they just miss the other parent, mm-hmm. and they want to live with mm-hmm. with it, with them. They want to get to know them. They mm-hmm. go to school. They're surrounded by people who have two parent families, happy or not. They're surrounded by people that have two parent families, and they want the same thing. So for them to say, I want to live with Dad, is not saying... I don't want to live with you. It's not always saying, I don't mm-hmm. want to live with mm-hmm. you. Sometimes it's just... It's just a childlike way to say, I want both of you. Mm-hmm. I can remember one of my sons saying, I think when I turn such and such age, and I don't remember the age he gave, he's like, maybe I should go live with dad for a couple of years because I have been with you my whole life. And I thought, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and all the more reason to mm-hmm. stick around with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Well, it can be it can be difficult. I'm thinking of some single moms right now. Uh, 
in our in our Arise Ministries family that it would be very difficult to let the child go live with the father because of the living situation he's mm-hmm. in, and and their heart is bleeding because it it she would be exposing the children to a lifestyle that she would hope that they don't grow up with. So it can just be very very difficult. That's why I think it's important to be calm. Mm-hmm. Be very calm. You don't want to uh, be overly expressive or flat out prohibition. You will not go do this. Right. You will not, you know, because that that's not that's not good for them either. The child needs to work through their feelings about it, and you need to help them work through that. Even though you might know what's going to land, you need to let them work it out in their own little heart. So, um, so that's important too. To just to take time to listen to the child's point of view personally like Kim said it may be manipulative I want to stay up later Mm -hmm. you know I get to do what I want over there there's no rules and um but so every situation is different yeah it is you also I would say and we've said this kind of but just think about your attitude whenever they talk about it because just what you said, if you fly off the handle and you're like, no, no way, or, or whatever that might be, you are pushing them further away. But I've experienced in my own family, whenever I have been calm and I have said, you know what, let's talk about it. Let's see if that's the best fit. You know, we can talk to your dad or we can, let's just really walk through what that looks like and try to be supportive of their heart. Then that attitude, that atmosphere that you create in your home is one of safety and is one of my feelings are valued and they don't always want to leave that Mm -hmm. they kind of feel like they want to know they could but that doesn't mean they really want Want to to. go Mm -hmm. it's it's a whole open cage you know open the door of the cage and give them give you know you're kind of the attitude is yes that is a possibility Mm -hmm. that that may be the best thing for everybody that may Mm -hmm. that may work well for us for you and for your dad or whatever Sometimes if you just open the door a little bit, they'll think, well, I don't really want to walk through it. Yeah, I was just saying what you'd say. Right, right. Now can I have ice cream after dinner now? Right. Oh, which is another don't. I would say don't overindulge to appease them. Mm-hmm. If your kids are or are saying, I want to go live with dad in a threatening way, don't don't overindulge them. Mm-hmm. Don't go buy whatever they want to get them to stay. Don't go give them all this extra freedom so that they'll stay. You're not helping anyone. Mm-hmm. You're yes. really just enabling them to make poor choices, yes. and you're, you're training them that manipulation is definitely Works. the key. Yeah, so I think that's great. So let's move to the do's, and um, the first do, I think, is, first of all, you need to be real with yourself mm-hmm. and just recognize you hurt and own up to it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with grieving over it and feeling rejected and feeling like you're, you know, you're you're about ready to lose, you know, you lose your child or feeling grief. Just own up to it. Accept your pain. Accept the way you're feeling. We can never move beyond and find healing for ourselves until we accept the ditch we've been in. Yep. So we have to feel it. We have to express it. And then we got to get help for it. So you got to work through those emotions first before you can be healthy for anybody else. So first of all, good. recognize your own pain. Um, and then, Kim, you talked about just, um, you know, if you want to set the atmosphere of the home, that when we have issues here, we try to talk about it calmly, then you have to set the ground rules for how you're going to communicate together. And you set the ground rules. So if you're flying off the handle, you've just set the ground rule that it's okay for them to fly back. And Mm -hmm. so just, you know, just you got to set the atmosphere for it. And, you know, I heard a quote the other day that I love, and I've been thinking about it a lot uh, with 
with different relationships I have in my life and people I see. But the quote was, we teach others how to treat us by yes. what we tolerate. And that is so true. Kim, what other do's can you think of that we would certainly want to consider in this difficult topic? You know, I think, uh, let me talk about your do of recognizing the pain. I want to make a comment about that because when you recognize your pain, which is super important, like we totally have to own that. We don't have to share all of that with our kids. You may need to find a trusted friend that True. you can sit with and and lament all of this mm-hmm. that's going on. I would say it would not have been healthy or wise to sit with my 13-year-old son who says he wants to live with dad and share with him all my pain, all the pain that I would feel if he were gone. Sure. Mm-hmm. That is not his burden to carry. Mm-hmm. He already is struggling with I want to love dad and I want to love mom and I want to live with both. And now you're heaping on them all this guilt that that they are going to create for you. So Mm -hmm. they're just not mature enough to recognize that. So I would say as you're as you're recognizing your pain, as you're walking through that, you don't you know, like if it's in your brain, it doesn't have to be coming out of your mouth. Yeah. You don't have to share that Mm -hmm. with your Mm kids. So that's that's one thing. And, you know, and to give them permission to develop a deeper relationship with their dad. I recognize that all parents are not great parents. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they're not. My own my own real dad in life was not a great mm-hmm. parent. He did not make great choices. And yet every time he wanted to see us, if he wanted to see us, you know, my mom would let us go and she would encourage us to she would encourage us to have relationship with him. I can't imagine the pain that that caused her when we would walk out the door and she knew mm-hmm. the the kind of life we might be exposed uh-huh. to. Uh-huh. But she didn't say that to us. I'm sure she just shut the door and prayed and cried and cried and cried and cried and prayed, you know, and found exactly. a friend to, to talk to about it. But she did encourage us to have a develop, you know, a, a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe to the point where, you know, like you're, you probably feel like, oh, if I do that, then they really are going to want to go live with mm-hmm. with him. And I would just say, like, this season is so short. It really is mm-hmm. short. And what's the quote? The the days are long, but the years are short. short. It is so true. My oldest is 22 now. And I'm telling you, 20 minutes ago, he said at age 10, I think I want to go live with dad. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like it was just no time at all. But whatever we whatever we sow into them. Like that does come back, but we just don't reap in the same season that we sow. Sure. So if we're encouraging them to have relationship with the other parent, that really only comes back good for us. Sure. Because my sons can look back now and say, you never said anything bad about dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. He left me. I had sure. a few bad things yeah. to say, <laughs> but he's, yeah. you know, I always maintain the perspective. He's not a bad guy. Just mm-hmm. Exactly. Just maybe made a few bad decisions a- along the way that absolutely. can't go back on. That's right. Well, you know, we've already talked about. Uh, to, you must give them permission to develop a deeper relationship mm-hmm. with their dad if if they want to. And um, I'm thinking of a someone that called in just recently that her oldest daughter, um, her oldest daughter, so this is an older daughter. We're talking not even, I don't even know if she's a teenager, an older teenager probably, or maybe even a young adult. I'm not sure. But the oldest daughter, she said it always uh, lived with her and moved back home and uh, had been away for five years. So it makes me think maybe she was an adult. Of course, you have to understand mothers and daughters are very tight. 
that's a that's a relationship. So I'm parenting four sons. So, I'm going to take your word on I know, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so maybe your daughter-in-law, you'll understand someday. <laughs> oh, I hope so. But you know, there's just that special bond, mothers and daughters. And she was crushed that her daughter moved home, and, and after five years, wanted to go live with her dad. And uh, this very, very, very dear friend had said that. You know, and all they'd been through with high school, it was just hard for her to believe she wanted to change. It was a huge adjustment for her. And now she felt like it was just a, kind of a loss and a rejection that her beloved daughter wanted to go live with her dad now mm-hmm. after all these years. And so I I sympathize with her. I understand her heart. I'm so thankful she, she reached out. And yet, you know, I, I know she knows what's right. But, but, again, I want to encourage her and others that might be in the situation not to communicate your hurt to your daughter right. uh, as much as you want to say, but you've lived with me for five years, or, or, or you've lived with me for, you know, you've been away for five years, you've lived with me your whole life. Well, that's that doesn't help the situation. You need to give her, you need to give your children permission and say, well, honey, I, I hadn't really ever thought about that. That's kind of, wow, that's amazing. Well, you know, you're, I don't know what she'd tell her daughter. I don't know how she elders, but honey, you're an adult now, and you know, whatever you feel is best for you. If your dad thinks that'd be a great idea, you might learn some wonderful things if if you lived with him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just to leave it like that, give her free reign to go live there without placing your hurt on her. And I guarantee you, she may move in with her dad and be back two days later. Right. And say, um, that, no, I'm staying over here. But I, I think that's a wise thing to do. I think it'd be wise for her to be empathetic with her daughter and um, give her a willingness to give her the opportunity to to go there and through it all certainly uh, to remain calm and keep the communication open at this point as adults uh, to just keep the communication open because listen I know you're going to lose them eventually Mm -hmm. eventually whether they go live they don't live they stay home or don't eventually they grow up and they leave home so eventually, they're going to do it anyway. So just try and pray the best you can going through it that you put them in a position that when they do leave, that when they do leave, they're at a healthy place to right. do what they, they need to do. And some of you moms listening feel really bad because you did not do that. And you're already grieving because you have heard some things today that you didn't do. Welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah. uh, I could Maybe we should have a podcast on everything we did wrong. <laughs> Okay, that does not fit in 30 minutes. I know. No, it doesn't. (laughs) But I'm just saying, you know, give yourself some grace. And um, if you need to make apologies to your kids, there's always, always do that. But um, just the best you can from this point forward, keep calm and try to keep the communication open. And to my friend that sent that in recently, I just want to remind her of one of my favorite verses in Isaiah 4110. It says, do not fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. Mm-hmm. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So she certainly has that to hang on to as she That's moves good. through that. That's good. You know, I'm also thinking about the mom listening whose child has gone to live with the other parent. And I have I have spoken to a number of moms and they'll say, well, you know, my my son or my daughter lives with their dad. And they say it with this, with this over lying air of shame like I'm a failed parent because my kid lives with the other parent and I would just say to you when you if if that's you listening to that and you feel this sense of um 
defeat mm-hmm. or is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, like, it, or shame or you feel like, oh, I did something terribly mm-hmm. wrong because they're living with or their disgust. Dad. Yeah. Just, or yeah. Or yeah. disgust or like, yeah. well, I wasn't I couldn't keep them there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. right. That you stop and ask yourself, like, who's telling me that? Because mm-hmm. God does not speak to us in a voice that causes us shame. Sure. Or condemnation. That's mm-hmm. the word I was looking mm-hmm. for. But um, there there it is not a bad thing. In many cases, if your child lives with the other parent, sure. Like I, I mean, I just feel like that needs to be said. It is not a sign of you being a bad mom Mm-mm. if that happens. You feel like a bad mother. I can remember thinking, oh, what kind of mother would I be if I let them go live with this man who's not terrible? Mm-hmm. You know, sure. <laughs> like what kind of mother mm-hmm. would I be? You know, I would just be like every other mom navigating this little journey. Sure. And you know what? We can never, never, never underestimate that that if you're not doing it now, you might as well learn to do it because let me tell you, you are going to be doing it for the rest of your life as a mama. <laughs> and here it is. You are going to move into it, if you're not already, to trust God mm-hmm. extravagantly to where you just free fall off a cliff and trust God with it. And, yeah. you know, the Bible says he's our safety net. He's always our safety net. And so we can trust him with our kids. He loves them more than we do. He's had a plan from the beginning of time. We can just trust God with it and know our kids. We just leave them in the hands of God, leave the results to him. And and, and, I, and I believe God will work it together for good because he says he will. Yeah. So we have to do that with our kids. Yeah, with you're right. That's, that's not even about living with the other parent, is I it? I have this little jar. This is... I have this little jar, and it says hope on the outside. And when something comes along in the life of my boys that I think that I can't, I can't, I'm trying to fix this, and I can't, I write on a little piece of paper, and I roll it up, and I stick it in this jar, and I roll it up so tight that I can't see what it says. And I put it in there symbolically saying, you got you to gotta take this one. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm committing to not worry and obsess about this mm-hmm. anymore. On the outside of the jar, I've written scriptures about trusting God so that when I want to look in that jar to see like maybe what did I put in there mm-hmm. I have to look at it through the lens of of what God's That's truth good. is mm-hmm. and so you know maybe you're going to have to symbolically do that mm-hmm. you know if they if they do go to live with their dad you're going to have to symbolically say I I can't I can't I can't be consumed with this mm-hmm. all day long I'm going to have to trust God sure you know put it in my little hope jar and then I just wait because you know that's right well it's just one our walk with god is just one moment at a time anyway oh. he's the god of, i am and not i will be but i am and two i just want to say one last comment that that i've had, had moms call in and say i can't let them go I, I i how can i stop this how can i stop this mm-hmm. well you know what a wise counselor told me one time it's like sand going through an hour, hourglass there's some things you cannot stop so you might as well let it you know go through the sieve calmly and smoothly and let God work it out. So I don't know if that fits for you or not, but sometimes we just have to let go and just trust God. With well, it. and that's so. the hardest part for anybody listening, because that's what you don't want to hear. No. When I sit across the table from someone and they say, he's he or she says they want to go live with their dad, and they're looking at me in the eyes like, please tell me how to stop this. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um, and I can't, mm-hmm. you know, because you're right. It, it, may, it may happen. And is it the worst thing that will ever happen? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God can use anything that we think is awful. He can use it to bring them, to bring your kid closer to Christ, him. It, yes. it will just be part of your story. Mm-hmm. You will learn how to trust God mm-hmm. differently than you ever have. And your kids will learn 
your kids will learn in that too that's right god will make them stronger people sometimes they have to go through those to make them stronger people Mm -hmm. so it's for them god's ultimate goal is to build us up and to make us stronger and he may allow them to pass through circumstances we didn't like but you don't know how god's going to use it in their lives as well i'm reminded in ecclesiastes it's always such a great um chapter three Mm -hmm. that there's a time for everything you know a a time i thought about there's a time for everything a season for every activity under the sun there's a time to weep and a time to laugh and i'm just thinking what wasn't in that scripture was there's a time for kids to be under the roof and a time for them not to be under the roof and so in all of it we just have to trust god whether it's laugh or cry or under the roof or not under the roof that god's our life rotates in seasons and whatever season you're in it won't last long so trust god in it and he will navigate it well and you'll move into the next one and there'll be another one that's so true so nothing stays the same no it doesn't well friends we just love you and so i hope kim i hope we still have listeners i know (laughs) we'll find out on the next podcast if anybody comes i know i know but we just we do just love our moms and anyone that's listening we have such a heart and care for you and pray for you and we're so thankful that you were with us today and and we certainly appreciate you joining with us um, you know, I hope you've gained some insight today in a, in a very difficult subject. And I know we have not even begun to scratch the surface with all the complexities of this subject we've talked about. But we can know this. God is sovereign. Yeah. And Ephesians one seventeen says he exists before everything and he holds all things together. And so when we're falling apart, it doesn't matter because he holds all things together. And we can trust him in that. So in closing, we would love for you uh, to get back with us. We want to hear your thoughts on the subject today. Or maybe you could ask us other questions as we have gotten these questions for today that we can answer on future podcasts. So leave us a comment on social media or email us at info at ariseministries.net. And if you enjoyed our little message today, we invite you to subscribe to this podcast and to uh, share it on your social media so others can glean from God's Word as well. So be sure to visit our website at www.ariseministries.net, and there you'll see videos and articles and podcasts and Bible studies, our newest things, specifically for single moms or, or every woman that's just wanting to grow in their walk with Christ. Lots of tools to navigate this life of ours. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for joining us, and God bless. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.